If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. But let me explain. It is free, people. They have creative tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, which will make your life a lot easier. And this way it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many other apps that play podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just go to the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm online to get started and you can thank me later. Hello, and welcome to Our World with your hosts, Ned Boy and Doc. Netty Ned, what's going on, brother? Uh, everything was, Everything's good. It's been a cloudy weekend. What's up with you? Oh, man, yes. Uh, everything's pretty. I, I got no complaints. Uh, it's been hot. We're getting some rain today. Hopefully it cools us down a little bit. I can appreciate that, um, you know. You know, after after our last show, I, I had a chance uh, this weekend to look up some, listen to some new music that came out this weekend. So, if you get a chance, uh, you you listen to R and B or no? Uh, R and B is poison to me. I oh, don't right. want to hear no love songs, man. Oh, this is like heartbreak song because Mary J. Blige had a new album out. I don't want to kill myself, so I'm staying and... clear. <laughs> And I listen to something. Uh, you know, you ever heard of Young M.A.? Yes, I have. All right. She came out with a, I guess it's more like an EP because there's only seven songs on it. It's a pretty good album, too. Okay. You know what? So far, <clears throat> I've been hit and miss with her. Sometimes I like her a lot, and other times I don't. Uh, I guess, you know what it is? Beats mean a lot to me. They really mean a lot. I like music to make my body move. I mean, it, oh, yeah. if it so doesn't probably, move you probably me, won't be into this album. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't like sitting down. I'm not a person who's like at some fucking cafe who sits down and listens word for word as you play games with metaphors and things like that. I, it bores me. If I want to do that, I'll listen to poetry. For some reason, she reminds me of the female version of Fifty Cent. Okay, but does she have a... 50 is famous for having beautiful hooks. If anything, he has good, good hooks. You know, he might sing song those shits, but he has them. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I feel like that's the pace she's on right now. She just needs a, uh, maybe a, a big-name backer. Yeah, and I don't, I don't need her trying to out-masculine me all the fucking time. You could tell a story without out you know, being more masculine than any man who's ever lived on the planet, you know, because we look at you. You're not Mike Tyson, lady. You're still a chick. I don't oh, give a you're not. yeah I yeah. I don't give a fuck how much different kinds of lesbians. Some think they was born a man, or, or act like the man type. And then yeah, there's girly lesbians. Yeah, I don't care how much plastic she's carrying in her pants on a daily basis. You're not a dude. You don't have natural testosterone in your body. I mean, you could, you know, you could talk shit, but damn, that's all she seems to do is talk shit. But yeah, you know I think what? That's why she reminds me of Fifty Cent. I will give it a. I will give that a listen to because I'm always. There's only look. seven songs. You're not gonna. They could. Actually, there's only five because I'm pretty sure you heard one, and one is the intro. So. Okay. Yeah, and after you know what, I kind of need something to. uh take that bad taste of damn out of my mouth so <laughs> because I don't I don't give a fuck about the hype. I I I'm I'm too old now for things that's just hype to actually win me over. I I'm past that phase. Actually check out Passion Fruit too. Passion Fruit did that's you, the name of a like group. It's Passion Fruit is the name of the song. I think it's a, from Drake's new album. It's, I think it's his new single. Matter of fact, I just heard some with I heard some old with Drake. I never even knew that 
Drake was on a Mary J. Blige song. Oh, maybe I think maybe you sure it's old because she he might be on her new album. Okay, well I, I, I think West I, is on her new album. I think I heard that this morning, and it wasn't yeah, bad. Might. It sounded like Drake. Yeah, but Drake has his own song out called Passion Fruit. He he just released the album for some reason. It it, it missed me. I I never looked. I'm I'm not a Drake fan, so I guess I don't go looking for Drake albums. You know, I've enjoyed. I am not one of those people that's a Drake hater. He's made too many songs that I've actually enjoyed. Now, would I go out of my way to go purchase something? No. But have I listened to a bunch of shit by him and said, you know what? Okay, that's kind of cool. <clears throat> so I don't I don't have a major problem with Drake. Okay. Okay, well, this would probably be up your alley. I'm hearing good things about this. Did you actually see the fight this weekend? Uh, The Klitschko fight? Yes. Yeah, I did. I thought Klitschko was on a win streak, but I, he, I didn't realize he lost his last fight by unanimous decision. But this is actually a good fight. They both went down, and Joshua just like uh, knocked Klitschko out. I think it ended in the 11th. Yes, you're, you're correct on that one. I uh, I did not see the fight. I've been so disappointed with boxing lately and became such a UFC fan that, yeah. you know, I didn't know Joshua, Anthony Joshua, so I ignored it. You yeah, know, like, I mean, heavyweights, no one really, no one's tuning in to heavyweight fights right now. Yeah, I, I didn't like that Hyde guy. I think he was a champ for a while. But, like, when you give me a name like, Can- I will be watching Canelo versus uh, Junior, Chavez Junior. Yeah. See, because that's something that grabs me. You know what? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what's the guy from the Philippines? I can't think of his name right now. Pacquiao. Pacquiao. That name grabs me. Um, yeah. Triple G's name grabs me, and Mayweather. But if it's like somebody, I mean, I'm not watching Berto and blah blah blah. I'm not even watching that other young brother with the gold, who's always seeming to be in trouble, but he's a real good oh, fighter. Um. Yeah, he's annoying. Yeah, you know, he has a name, but it, you know, somebody said something today that when two fighters are on point, it's about the best sport there is, but it's hit and miss, and it's been hit and miss for 10 years now. Well, one thing I didn't realize about this Joshua guy, because I didn't really know of him until this fight this weekend, he only had 19 professional fights, and all 19 been knockouts. Okay, but we've seen those guys before. Yeah, but I was just surprised, because normally a guy... He never went past the seventh round, so you would think after the seventh round he would tire out, but got the knockout on the eleventh. So, yeah, but he also was fighting a guy that's about six hundred and twenty-two years old. Yeah, Klitschko, I think, just turned forty-one, I believe. Yeah, you know, there was a time when a heavyweight, you know, okay, George Foreman, that was kind of freaky, but George Foreman looked like he was punching like he would start the swing and it would land tomorrow. Yeah. But, you know, 41-year-olds used to get beat, their ass kicked by younger, fresher dudes. Yeah, that's all I'm actually surprised with. You're not going to get Klitschko, who is at, probably at the top of his game, to fight a 19-year-old with eight, who had 18 knockouts prior to that. Most fighters are like, I'm too big to fight this guy. Uh, does Vitaly Klitschko also fight? Uh, Vitaly still fights. Damn. Uh, I don't know who the last time he fought. But, you know, these guys don't have to actually fight. They have other things that they can get into. Especially yeah, one of them is a doctor. So languages and uh, their degrees. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, military, they, they, they like major officers in the military. I think one of them got a doctorate. I mean, they didn't, they didn't have to fight now going on past 10 years. Yep. Because I think one of them was like the champ for like 110 years, and I didn't even know he was the champ forever. Yeah, he. I think Vladimir, which I think he's the better of the two brothers, who he lost this weekend. But he hasn't, other than Tyson Fury last week, I mean last year, he hasn't lost a fight since 2000. I think he's been on the win streak since 2004. That's ridiculous. We talking, that's a decade plus. Yeah. That's insane. So, uh, now, I guess, I don't know, heavyweight's always been a little, uh, uh, Downhill for boxing. I think oh. after like Tyson, Holyfield, and Lennox Lewis, no one knew a heavyweight. 
That's true because it seemed to go overseas. It went to like Europe for quite a while. You know, you had these. Yeah. First of all, you had the the, the uh, uh, Klitschko brothers who are European. Then you had guys coming out of England and other places. So, and you know, everybody doesn't keep Showtime and HBO. Yeah, I definitely don't have it. So, and and. You know, and when they do have a fight on, say, like CBS or NBC or whatever, they, they're supposed to have blockbusters to to bring some life back into the sport. Yeah, that's what I said uh, when you're comparing the two. Boxing would take off better if there was, let's say, one promotion, like a UFC, a WWE. One promotion, all the fighters, or most of the fighters, and then... Let it work like that. Instead of having the WBA, IBF, WBO, you have top rank. Uh, Golden boy. Uh, Golden boy. There's too many pieces, too many people at the table. You have to negotiate. Yeah. So it should just be one league and they best man wins in each weight division, same way they do it in UFC. You know what? Good luck with that. Good luck with that. That. That ship has sailed so long, and so many hands are getting paid. Because let's not forget, those commissions get like a shitload of money. You just commission in a fight. That's true, but then you could keep, you could keep, uh, let's say, keep the WBA, IBS, and WBO, but still have one league. So you'll have those three titles in each weight division. Yeah, but then there's IB, IBF, and then there's uh, other shit, and, oh, man. Yeah, I don't care about the little titles. I was just trying to name the, the, the three larger ones. I know that there's a bunch of other titles. People can have, people be coming to the ring with 15 title belts. Yeah, it's just, it, 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 boxing title pictures are more confusing than Trump. Yeah. More confusing. <laughs> you could decipher Donald Trump faster than you could all the champions in each weight division. Because very rarely over the last couple of years has there been a unified all-belt champion. Yep. You know? You know I want... Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I want you to go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think it's because they don't... When they, when, when they have rules, for instance, when you have to fight the number one contender, then you don't know who gets stripped of what title because you got like five other titles around your waist. It's too complicated. Yeah, and then some guy, you'll have it in his contract to be a wise ass. Okay, I'm putting up my IBF and WBC, but not my WBA and IBO. Just in case you lose, he still walks out with two belts. Yeah. You well, know, sometimes the number one contender for the WBA is different for the WBO. Yeah, that's true. But this this started back in the year. You know, this kind of fell apart right after, like, the Ali days and uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, uh, Hagler, and Hearns. Then, because before then, it was just one belt, one champion, and that was it. It wasn't an alphabet. That's exactly how it should be. I would say Klitschko has, in 69 fights, he has 64 wins, 53 by knockout, only five losses. So he's still, even if he wants to retire after this, he that's still a great record. Yeah, yeah, that's a Hall of Fame uh, fighter. I mean, he has nothing to be ashamed of. You know, shit happens, you get knocked out. Listen, boxing's a motherfucker, man. I know personally, boxing is a motherfucker. Uh, you get dinged, you get hit, you lose. The best lose. You know, I, I, it's not something that I recommend for anybody. I, I recommend everybody know how to throw a punch, yes. I watch enough YouTube and Vine and shit like that to know that there's a whole generation of young men who can't punch for shit. <laughs> and that's why when they mess around with an older dude and he actually tags them, they look like, what the fuck was that? Yep. Matter of fact, a woman seemed to throw better blows than a whole generation of young men. Pretty sad, but... You know, that's the way it goes when it's all gunplay. Yep, I agree. You know what, man? I wanted to talk about these guys because the draft, and I didn't actually touch on them. We, are we going to call this like the trouble guys? Uh, 
the Gary on Conley, the dude accused of the rape. Yep. He still got drafted in the first round. And it seems like for his sake, the woman was completely full of shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's looking like. Especially if the story was true. Like they just met in the elevator and she was like, I'll go with you to your room. Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing. They had videos showing her hanging out with him at the bar for 25 minutes. Okay. You know, these young guys got to be more careful. You know what? I think I can keep my dick in my pants for a one weekend right before the draft. Yeah, I agree. And also, yeah, because I could have sunk his whole shit. But also, I think if it was me, <clears throat> I got to get consent on video. We got to have a written agreement, something, because anything could happen, you'd be like, oh, they, it's always an alleged. You could always say, well, he raped me. And I, I would try to avoid that by any means necessary. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I, I'm I'm not going to think for another person because that, that's just foolish. But I'm thinking in his mind, he's saying because there was another couple in the room. Yeah. There is no way. I mean, I got this guy and this woman here who are going to back that I didn't do anything. Yeah. You know? So now then we have Joe Mixon, the restaurant puncher. He gets drafted in the second round, which I'm not surprised. Because the guy was talented at Oklahoma. Yeah. He's the one that punched the girl because she said she called him the N-word or she pushed him or something like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah. then there's the third guy, Caleb Brantley. He's the one, the uh, big-ass defensive tackle who punches the chick and uh, knocks her out. Oh, that's the one he knocked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the last one. But he gets yeah, drafted yeah. anyway in the sixth round. Uh, I think the Browns drafted him, but there's a chance that they, and I don't believe it for a second, a chance that they said they might cut him. Then why would you draft him to cut him? Yeah, why would you draft to cut? Yeah, that makes no sense. It, it makes no so, You might as well leave him as an undrafted dude. Meanwhile, so, Ray Rice can't get a job. Yeah, and you know what pisses me off about this? And it really pisses me off about sports, and this is why I don't devote so much of my life to all that draft day bullshit and Weeks and weeks of these guys talking about these draft picks. Because you'll see 900 experts say, well, he won't get drafted because of this. And he won't get drafted because – and then if they got any talent, they all get fucking drafted. So now you yeah. don't waste all this time listening to this so-called expert say why this kid's stock has fallen. Okay, uh, uh, Garan Conley, I'm probably pronouncing his first name wrong, but – his stock fell from – they said he was going to be a top 14. He fell to 24. Yep. Still first-round draft pick, you know. So keeping with the motif of draft picks, Lonzo Ball gets passed up by Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour. I said, I said this before in, on this show. I was like, this dude's father is doing more harm – than anything. He wants a partnership for a sneaker. Yeah. And you still have to prove yourself. Yeah, you can I could say, all right, you sign with one of those companies three, four years. And then after that three, four years, if you're some playing well and he's at the top of his game, then you go into a partnership. Yeah. First of all, this is what they're gonna want. They're gonna want you gotta have a certain I can understand a corporation saying you have a certain amount of sales. And that automatically bumps you into a distributorship. Yep. I am. My thing is this, and I can't wait to see it. I want to see what this prototype sneaker is. Nothing about his father, Lavar, says that he is an expert sneaker designer. Exactly. I don't look like, at how do you already, say, I do you already have a sneaker design? Tell me, you've been working on this forever. Yeah, I do not. And first of all, he's probably going to run into about 500 things of uh, trademark infringement. You know his sneaker's going to look like something that's already out there. Yeah. It's just going to be a version of Lonzo Ball looking like Michael Jordan, and it's not going to be a Jordan. Yep. So he's got to climb that mountain first. So, you know, he's, he's a, you know what? He's a douchebag. How about that? I mean, who else didn't turn him down? The only other person he really didn't ask was Puma and Feli. 
Yep, I'm talking about now he might have to go to a Chinese distributor. No one's wearing Chinese shoes. We Act see how that. that shit worked out for Strawberry. Marbury, yep. Act those people. Uh, I might buy them to play basketball in. That's probably it. But what's, what's going to be the price of them? You're not going in the store and pay $100 for a Chinese distributor, a Chinese company. Yeah. Uh, the, the Air Kongs or <laughs> Air <Z's. laughs> The Low Main Specials. Yeah. You know, you Zang don't fuck yourself. <laughs> now, this this guy touches me close to home. This fucking Randy Gregory. Now, this is amazing. Seventh drug fail. Seven drug fails. Dallas Cowboy defensive lineman. The dude's only been in the league since 2015. I guess when you fail seven drug tests, you do not want to play NFL football. Yeah. I mean that that that's just an amazing, and I don't even know what kind of drugs. I don't know if it's weed, coke, or what, because they can't release the drug unless it's steroids. But uh, yeah, I mean, who was the the other player that always that was keep getting busted for weed? Oh, that's uh, Gordon, Gordon yeah, for yeah, Cleveland, yeah. and 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 I don't know if you keep up with him. That dude is super fucking talented. Yeah, yeah. One I just year, understand why people can't just. Cut the habit for your career. Yeah, you know what? When somebody's passing me a check, a game check, 16 times a year for $300,000, I don't need anything. I just need air, water, use the bathroom, and food. Yeah, I don't understand these people sometimes. I'm like, uh, they're setting you up for life. You, you, you can smoke weed. Ten years from now, eight years from now, however long your career lasts. Yeah, for the rest of your life, move to a state where the shit is legal. But it's just like you know, your job don't want to hear about you with a shitload of DUIs. You know what I mean? Regular yeah, exactly. Joe Blow, you can't keep telling your boss, "Well, I gotta go to court because I got DUI again." I do uh, think in the new CBA or whatever they do in the the NFL agreement. Maybe they should look at being as most a lot of these states are now making uh, weed legal. Maybe they should look into not <clears throat> counting that as a harsh <clears throat> suspension for these leagues. You you know what I agree with you there, but you got to work that out just the way you would work out alcohol. There still has to be rules and regulations when you can. Yeah, exactly. I don't want you know I'm a I'm a diehard cowboy fan. I don't want to know that Dak and Zeke was smoking a fucking bong on Saturday when they got a one o'clock game on Sunday. Yeah. You know, I I mean, there has to be some professionalism. Yeah, as far, You know. But I'm like, what do you do in Denver? Like, Denver, it's legal. So yeah. it's legal for you to do in your home state, but then you get punished by the league. Yeah, but you know what? It's legal. It's legal to drink. But they don't want you, you. I'm sure your boss would have an issue if you came in the office smelling like gin. Yeah. But it's legal yeah. for you after work to go use. You know, you can go to a bar all day. Matter of fact, you go to a bar with your fucking boss. Yeah. <laughs> but just don't yeah, come yeah, they in. They need to figure out how to lay that, how to figure that rule out. Yeah, you know how that goes. It's going to be a shitload of lawyers trying to work stuff out. It means it probably doesn't even get off the table. Now, you might know a little bit more about this than me. I just find this story fascinating. This Ja Rule and Billy McFarlane uh, Fry Festival. Oh, yeah. it was the, they, they tried to get fancy. It was the Fire Festival, Music Festival. Oh, okay. That's what that is, Fire. Yeah. It, it, it looked like pure D hell for the people who put their money out. Yeah, it looked like Katrina victims had a better time. After yeah, Katrina did. this was a fucked up FEMA camp. <laughs> John Rue and like, Billy McFarland. Uh, where were they shitting and pissing? <laughs> they had no electricity. They had tents, and they was promised gourmet meals and had like a cheese sandwich. Oh yeah, and some shitty uh, lettuce and tomato. It didn't even yeah. look like they gave mayonnaise. Nope. So now it is a class action lawsuit. Now you know what. Ja Rule is a felon, man. He better not be involved with any kind of fucking fraud. Yeah, this could be a, a get rich, get rich quick scheme. 
Yeah, so I mean, how, how how you go somewhere and there's no venue? But I want to know another thing. How the hell did all those groups allow their names to be put on a flyer? Well, they said that, like, I know Blink-182 said that they was supposed to perform, but they backed out when they found out there was no stage or nothing or or sound equipment for them to perform with. So they backed out a couple of days before. So this thing was actually supposed to get off the ground. Let me ask you a question. There are enough... There are enough festivals out there. You got EDC, Coachella, you got mm. all these kind of festivals. Now, this is just my thought. I'll let you elaborate on it after. When you buy a ticket to an event, are you expecting this event to also be the same place that you book your airfare and your hotel, or do you just want show tickets? Oh, uh, I prefer show tickets, and I'll figure out where I'm staying myself. Thank you. Now, this was a – who the fuck uses a concert uh, board as an all-in-one for your whole trip? I, I wouldn't trust them. Yeah. It's this is their first annual. Yeah, so that means everything's brand – you know what? I'll be like, no. I get to – I mean, that's. I'm just thinking about it. I'm booking uh, WrestleMania. I want to go to WrestleMania, but I'm not expecting the WWE to book my airplane and my damn hotel room. Just yeah, give me my WrestleMania they tickets. Offer, they do offer those packages, but I wouldn't do it. Okay, see, that's what I was getting at. I wouldn't use it because, okay, say the event gets screwed up. At least I got somewhere to stay, and I get myself there and back. Yep. I'm not putting that on. I'm not putting that on the event. Yeah, you know, plus you, I don't know what hotel you put me up at. I might not want to be in that area. Yeah, you're in a fucking uh, a room with six cots. Or you might be putting me in the the Super Eight. Yeah, the lowest. You know, we you it, it is it is room and board, so you really can't complain. But you know what? Let I, I would have been. I would have said to myself, you know what? I'll catch you on your second or third. But everybody wants to say I was at the very first one. Yeah, they had this kid talking. Uh, he's like, oh, it was a great experience. He said, I thought it was too good to be true that his ticket only cost $500. And I'm like, yeah, that do sound too good to be true. $500 for a round-trip ticket and Charter a place to plane. stay and a music festival? You know what? There is a there's a rule. If it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. Yeah, I I tell people the same thing about um I mean I'm not a big fan of them but people always go away and they come back trying to talk me into buying a timeshare that they purchased. You know what my I mother my mother used to tell me this just because it's free son it shouldn't have to automatically be you. You yep. can't live your life looking for the cheapest, most economical, or free. So the line now is, since it's told to me, is just because it's free doesn't mean it's me. You got to think about that as far as sex goes. Just because the chick offers you the ass doesn't mean you got to take it because she might be a burner. Yep. So you got to you gotta kind of investigate where you put your, 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 your being. Yeah, people don't understand decisions in life. And actually, I'm reading um, Charlemagne the God from Breakfast Club actually put out a book. And he goes into that topic, and I was like, oh, people need to understand that there's decisions that you have to make in life, and there's repercussions for almost every decision that you have to make. You know what? I'm kind of glad you brought that up because we wasn't really going to discuss it, but I kind of got an issue with Charlemagne. Book. One, mm -hmm. I'm kind of against his book, and I'm not against anybody making some money. Now, if Charlemagne wrote that same book and he was Joe Blow, that book wouldn't sell book one. He's, oh, yeah, selling, he's selling because of the popularity. And I'm sure he's spewing out a lot of shit that's been recycled nine million times. Um, Actually, uh, as far as what? Uh, his advice. I'm not taking advice oh. from a dude from Monk's Corner, South Carolina. He's got shit to say to me. I don't particularly find him to be the most intelligent, you know, uh, guy to begin with. I'm sure he's entertaining, but 
You know, a lot of uh, Charlemagne was the position he was left in by Wendy. Yeah, who he gives a lot of credit to. But he also, he do go into, for instance, he said when he first started with Wendy, he already had his own radio show in South Carolina. He was basically telling people, Wendy's show, they didn't pay him for a year and a half. Just straight free. Yeah, intern to, like most people. Yeah, but it was more than a, he, it was more than an internship. He just wasn't, he would fly to Philly, uh, work for Wendy, and then drive back down to where he lived. But he would say most people at that age would be like, well, I already have a job. I'm not working for fucking free. But he sort of, his fucking Wendy Williams. It's like if he was working for Howard Stern or, or, or Oprah at the time. Listen. If Oprah said, I'm going to give you a job and I'm not going to pay you, and we'll work it out later when contract discussion come about, some people might say, nah, I'm not going to take a free job. But a lot, you know, a lot of people will. Now, I, I know for a fact, being a fan of this guy for this 26, 27 years, Howard's had interns on his staff 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. And we're talking no pay at most stipend. And college grades. So say you get grades as an undergrad because you're a, a literary major or a communications major, and now you go to grad school, you get more credits. But he ain't paying them shit. Now, he's making a billion dollars, but it's invaluable when you do get in the industry because look who who signs your um, – uh, gives you a letter of recommendation. These are, yeah, I mean, these are letters of recommendations that are at the highest level. But, I mean, yeah, you know. Look, I think it's because I always say in, in, in our community, I don't think growing up, no one mentioned, hey, shit about internships. I found out about internships. I already was like 25 maybe. Because nobody, I don't think people in our community want to work for free. Well, that's true. But, you know, I found out about internships when I was younger because I, my very first uh, work experience, I lucked out, and I got to work on Wall Street for nine years coming out of the military. Nine years. My, I never had a real job. My very first job was for a Wall Street brokerage firm. And I, I got to spend nine years down there. And... Okay. uh uh, those were some days. I love those days. They taught me a lot about a lot of things. You know, I, I, things that I had no clue of, I learned. Actually, I, I went from a boy to a man down there. That's Not in the military, there. I tell people all the time now, I'm like, if you can grab an internship, grab it, get the experience, because you don't want to work in fucking fast food for the rest of your life or or have that be your only form of experience. Yeah, well, that's true. You know, internships are good. It's just like, uh, well, it's great on resumes. It's great, period. I mean, it, you can get life experiences in certain colleges. You get work experience, life experience, what they call it. We get credit. It depends on the school you go to. NYU would actually offer you life experience. Like, say you're a business major, and you're working on Wall Street. You're already in the business field. So you would get credits that other people don't get because you are in, you are actually living this life. And I always tell people too, you never know what you're going to do because if you get an internship now and it's in a field that you don't even want to go into, just take the internship, experience that field, and you can move on later. But you won't know unless you actually experience that that type of uh, uh, um, industry. Now, I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to knock his hustle, and I wish him mad success. But, you know, I, I maybe I need to investigate the book. But if he's if he's recycling, and I just see, seen him in an interview like a week ago, mm -hmm. you can't recycle shit from the power of 48. You cannot recycle these things. These are things that's already out there, already been said. I do hate the title Black Privilege, I believe it is, right? Yeah, black privilege, black privilege, opportunity comes to those that create it, I believe. Right. See, that already sounds like something from the power of 48. 
that that title alone makes me think of of of, of the power of forty eight. Uh, you know, so I, I I'm not a huge uh, self help uh, motivational book type person. I just you know you know I'm I haven't been in prison, so I don't I didn't have to read Sun Tzu, Art of War, yeah. which every prisoner has read Power and the Art of War because they got shit else to do. And those books are uh, advised to them by every other prisoner. Oh, well, you think I'm joking? Been, Ask a guy who's been in jail if he's ever read Oh, yeah, them. definitely. Those are always uh, the two books. Especially hip-hop artists come home saying that they read. Yeah, yeah. Power 48. Matter of fact, didn't didn't uh, 50 Cent do a remix on the Power of... Uh, uh, yeah, I think it was the, the 50, 50 Lords, something like that? Yeah, yeah. He did it with the same author. He just did a... a, a, a a remix that people in the street would uh, gravitate to more. It was the same yeah. shit, just remixed. To, it was a book that I read a couple of years ago. It was by Hill Harper. Oh, I think it was... He has two. I think it was one was The Conversation, and one was The Wealth the wealth Cure. And I think books, like especially like about wealth and stuff, especially in our community... People need to pick up more often. Well, that's true. See now, but there's certain things you're not learning in school. One thing I'll give Hill: Hill has a pedigree. He has a serious fucking pedigree. This is not just some shit. I think he's like multiple Ivy League schools with degrees. Yep. Who come from parents who have multiple Ivy League? I think he comes from professors of Ivy League schools. Hill Harvard doesn't have a street experience. Yeah, yeah. So he's and, and then on top of that, he had a successful acting career that made him millions. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know he has something to put his hat on. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he tells because I always have friends and stuff who they they try to explain the logistics of leasing a car compared to um, purchasing a car. And I, for one, who's never really been in the lease because I don't want to feel like I'm renting a car for the rest of my life. Yeah, you know what? Me personally, I want my vehicle. I want to be able to say one day I traded it in or I own it. And I don't need – my ego is not such where I need a brand-new car every year. And see, that's yeah. why they like to do it, so that they have a brand-new car every year. Fuck that. Yeah, I have a friend who said he leases because – he doesn't know anything about cars, and he don't want to put all that money into getting cars fixed. And I'm like, dude, I had a 93 Honda Accord, and the only thing that I had to pay in that time frame, is which I messed up on my own, was I blew my transmission trying to get out of a snowbank. Hmm. It cost me 1100 to get a transmission fixed, as opposed to if I, if I would have just bought a new car, I would have been paying, let's say, 350 a month, which... I would have paid that eleven hundred ten times over. And you know what? Buy if you're gonna if you're gonna buy, investigate investigate the car. Don't pick the first fucking one you like off the lot. Make sure if you don't know shit, bring somebody who does know stuff that can look under it under the uh, hood. And nowadays yep. you got you got these fake ass companies that you can at least say what the fox. You can see yeah. what's ever happened. You know that's kind of phony because. They don't have to put everything on that report. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the only thing that's reported. If I didn't report my, like, I didn't take my car when I got in my accident. I didn't take it to, I took it to my regular mechanic. I'm pretty sure he didn't report it that uh, it had an accident on the driver's side. Right. So, but you know what? Uh, me personally, I, I think it's a personal opinion. I have a buddy of mine who lives by that rule, too. He loves to lease. But his thing is, he he's, even though he's approaching 50, he still has, he wants his street cred that every year when he pulls up to a park jam or some kind of barbecue, he's got a new car. That means a lot to him. I don't think this motherfucker got anything in the bank, but to having that, because he's paying like 375 a month for a lease. Yeah, and he says, he says that to me like that means something. I was like, you're an asshole. You're, you're basically renting a car. Yeah, for a lot of money per month. It doesn't. I, I'm not. To me, that's insane. I mean, I understand people want they have they 
they, like I have a friend who's a realtor, so he he's like every three years or so he gets a new car because he he deal with high class clients and he can't be pulling up with with old with an old vehicle. Yeah, yeah, no hoopty. Yeah, so I can I can understand in 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 his realm, but I'm like, dude, I work nine to five. I don't need the showboat what I'm driving. If I want to go get a new car, I'll just trade my current car in, and I'll just go get. I'm not gonna trade it in and buy a used car. I'm going to trade my car in now, and maybe I'll just buy a new car. And see, I a have new a... car should last you. You should not have an issue with the new car. Things should right. not be falling off apart. That's true. And see, I have a thing. Uh, I think your car should not be four times better than your where you put your fucking head. Oh, yeah, I agree. Okay, I got a Lexus 27... 2017 Lexus. And that shit is parked outside, and I live on the sixth floor with my mother in the projects. That's yep. out of whack. Yep. Your reality is, is a little... Excuse your reality me. is... You're living in an alternative reality. Yeah. Trump. So, you know what? I, and you know what? I knew this is not some shit from a TV show. I knew these guys. Yeah, I know. I know the same guys too. <laughs> you know, I know these guys. They got these fucking brand. Uh, he's got a Mercedes. He ain't got two fucking. I mean, he anytime somebody drives with him, the first thing he's asking for is gas money. That lets you know, motherfucker, broke right there. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you get in my car. I'm not gonna ask you for gas money, but I'm also not gonna drive you 150 miles either. Yeah. But I can I afford to gas my own it, car. If someone's driving you somewhere, you should at least offer. Yeah, well, not local. Let, let, let them say no. Oh, yeah, not local. I'm not saying I'm taking you down a block to the store. But I've had people get in, hey, you mind if I if I ride with you for this road trip? And you pay all the gas and tolls, and they don't cover nothing. Well, see, that, I don't want a motherfucker like that in my vehicle. See, because that's <laughs> just somebody cutting corners all over the place. You know, I got a lot of problems with a... Uh, I don't have a lot of problems with a lot of things. But one thing I don't like... Broke is fucked up, man. Broke is like a disease, yeah. and it spreads. It's a virus, and 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 broke and cheap is it spreads from one person to the next. They don't even notice it before they be like, "Oh shit, you start to act like that cheap motherfucker over there." Yep. Now I, I just want to tell you a, a quick joke, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm you're going to be able to pick out who this is. I truly believe that the first 100 days of my administration has been just about the most successful in our country's history. I'm still trying to wrap my head around that one. Yeah, uh, this hate to say this guy's an idiot. <laughs> there's, 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 there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I mean, <laughs> he's truly an idiot. So he just compared himself to every fucking president who's walked down the pike and said his is just as successful as any of them. Now, yep. now, I can understand. There are a couple that he's more successful than. We had a president in the early 1900s. Dickhead didn't wear a coat to his inauguration, and I think he died two months later. <laughs> so he's more successful than him. Yeah. I'll give him that, because that dude died. But, I mean, come on. He's, he's more successful than the people. The only people that think he's the most successful is the people that go to his rallies. And I, you know what? I'm shocked. He has a hundred day rally. These fucking people, I, I'm giving Pennsylvania too much credit. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania must be some backwater bullshit because. Oh yeah. 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 The Pennsylvania, like people say Pennsylvania, you just think, Oh, it's a big city. No. If you go up in them fucking woods and shit, it's some clueless fucking people out there. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I love it. Because I guess I look for them. Every time they have these rallies, you can spot like the five black people that's in the crowd. They stand out like fucking sore thumbs. Yep. I you think he actually have one behind him this time. And I'm like, yeah, oh, they yeah. picked one black out of the audience. And they, you know, they, it's like, it's almost like in the pictures, they put darkening and they make them like 10 times darker so they stand out. Yep. So it's like, where's Waldo backwards? <laughs> there's Waldo. There's Waldo. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this Tyrone. Yeah, yeah, you know. And you know, <laughs> Trump, you'll find that motherfucker in the crowd. Hey, where's them black motherfuckers at? 
Yep. Make sure I point to him and point to him. You know, I'm for and the if people. If you can get him to dance, let, let him dance. That's right. If I can get him up on this fucking stage and he could tell me, yes, master, you are the greatest, that would be wonderful. That would be tremendous. But this fucking guy, man, can he can he go four days or three days so we could do one whole show and not mention him? I don't no, think I, so. I think it's highly impossible. This guy's a fucking idiot. Now, you know, we we have to I oh, I gotta say this real quick. This is big news down here. We had this fucking restaurant, I guess in Raleigh or or Durham or something, where the employees started singing the NWA song F the police to the police while they were eating. Oh. Damn. Now, I mean there was no violence. Oh yeah, yeah. See now I I, I think it's fucked up what they did because it's kinda fucked up. But I didn't like the owner's reply. The owner's reply was, if you can't respect the police as much as we respect the police, you can't work here. I don't think that because you're somebody's boss or you pay their rent, their salary, that you have the right to tell somebody who they should and shouldn't respect. Now, you could say, don't disrespect anyone who comes in here. Yeah. You know. You can't tell me I have to respect them. No, no, no. Do you know? You know, I, I tell people this all the time. You know, it's a big thing in the black community. Like the, we talked about this before, the talk and things like that. You don't owe anybody unless you're in a military or in a position where you must, because of the authority, a sir or a ma'am. You don't owe them that out the gate. You don't owe them to even be super pleasant. You don't, matter of fact. When you talk to a cop, you the first right that you have is you don't even have to speak. Yep. You have the right to remain silent. So that kills the noise that you have to be so respectful. But yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Why? Why do you? Why do you have to bow down to any other human being? So, but you know what? If I'm a if I'm eating my meal with my woman or my and there with my child, do I want? Ten knuckleheads screaming, fuck the police. No, I don't think I want... That's not the eating experience I'm going for. Yeah, I agree. I'm not looking for that. No, no, I'm not looking for that at all. But I just wanted to touch on that. I mean, you know, and I'm feeling... I'm sure they was feeling all, you know, big about themselves. Oh, man, we got them. And then naturally the shit goes viral. And then two days later, you can't find the video anywhere. Oh. They demanded that shit be taken down. You know. Did you watch any basketball this weekend? I'm done with basketball. Bulls out and you're done with basketball? <laughs> no, nah, I'm still watching, but I have my select teams that I'm, I'm watching right now. Okay. Like, did... Right now, I'm not turning off one of my shows to switch to um, uh, A Utah game. game. Yeah, I'm not interested in Utah. Oh, man, so you didn't see Game 7? No. Okay. I had no need to see Game 7 because I, I, I felt like the Clippers was going to lose ever since uh, Mr. Blake? Blake Griffin can't stay healthy. Yeah, well, you know what? They did lose. I was happy. I was actually rooting for Utah. Um. Now, yeah, I would say this is karma, though, because the Clippers did something really shady, and that was with – the um the signing of Jordan. Remember, he was supposed to sign with Dallas. Yes. And every they they kept him in like a hotel room out there, and they wouldn't let Cuban get get to him. So they snagged him back to the Clippers after Cuban already he already agreed to sign a deal with Cuban, which kind of messed up the Mavs because they felt like they that was gonna be a big piece, and then there was no one left in free agency. So it's kind of karma for the Clippers. But wasn't now that I think about it, CP3 was kind of a deal broken by the league, wasn't it? For him to stay in the no, for him to go from the Hornets to the Clippers, the league oh. set that up. Believe it or not, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I think also I think Paul is the player association president. Yes, and you know what? I I don't care if people get mad at me or not because I really don't give a fuck. Chris Paul is my least favorite person in the whole NBA to watch play. He bores me. I, I don't like guys who shoot as bad as he does. And he had a fourth quarter 
and third quarter where he was invisible. I'm tired of hearing about he's an all-time great. All-time greats don't score zero points in a half of a game seven. They just don't unless they're injured. This, I don't think this fucking guy scored one point, and I'm talking about even for the free throw line, in a whole half of basketball in a game seven at home, and he gets no flack. He, everybody just, oh, well, he's not here to score. Well, he, you know what? You pay him $23 million. If he ain't fucking scoring, then he should be mopping the court or something. Yeah, definitely there to score. Shit, I think he, before he got injured, I think he was in the running for MVP. Yeah, well, you know what? The Clippers started this season off like Golden State Warriors. I think they was like 11-0 and 0 before they lost or some shit. And they were being arrogant about it, too. And then they became the Clippers. You know, I'm, I'm not a big fan. Okay, so we had also yesterday, round two has begun. And it began with Washington and Boston. And Boston actually, man, Boston shot lights out. They were down. They were getting their ass kicked to start the game. And then they caught fire. I mean, they were hitting three-pointers left, right, left, right, left, right. Isaiah Thomas gets his fucking tooth knocked out. Oh, it seems like it's been a lot of that this weekend. Who else got their tooth knocked out? Uh, uh, One of the Hardy boys got his tooth knocked out yesterday. Oh, get out of here. Well, okay, so Washington loses. Everybody's picking Washington to win the series. I still think they might win the series because I don't think Boston can shoot like that. I think in order to beat Boston, they got to rebound more than them, and they got to be able to lock up, um, play defense on Thomas. Yeah, you know what? Let him get his 35, but you can't have Crowder – and the Hoffman go crazy. I mean, uh, I think they had like four guys on that team who had at least 15 to 18 points. It's kind of yeah, hard to beat somebody to like that. Yep. Oh, my, my, since we're talking about that, I have to mention the Bulls. I, I, I didn't watch the last game that they played. I did turn to it, but it was just so depressing Friday night. I turned to it. They had Jimmy Butler, was the, basically the, other than Robert Lopez, who had 10. I think Jimmy Butler had almost 30 points. Nobody else was in double figures. Yeah, and, and Wade looked like he was on another planet going in the yeah. wrong direction. So for anybody to say Dwayne Wade is a – Dwayne Wade can hang it up right now. I don't I, – I care less. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I think Wade kind of left his heart in Miami, so he's he's basically done. But the real playoff round two kicks off tonight. I got my Spurs and Rockets. That's uh, a good game. Cleveland also plays the Raptors. Not interested. You know what? I'm really not interested, but I will catch that because here's the deal. Cleveland and Raptors is a 7 p.m. game. That doesn't hurt. Fucking Spurs and Rockets don't come on to 930. I'm T-bowing that, and when I get up to 3, 4 in the morning, I'll watch that in quiet. I can fast forward through all the commercials. I just have to stay off social media totally. So I don't know. Social media. Now, That's my he, problem. I get alerts on my phone for the scores. I don't. And if I didn't see a game already, I'm like, fuck, all right, no need to watch that again. No, see, and I'm one of those people, once I know the score, I can't watch the game because it's, it's anticlimactic. Yeah. Now, you mentioned something, and I'm just gonna i going to let you tell us if there's any highlights, if there's any reason we should watch the replay to the WWE payback. Um, the WWE payback was a big waste of time. It was, let's call it, an event of WrestleMania rematches besides the Alexa Bliss and Bayley match because that was new. Was it any good? Yeah, that was actually a good match. and That was actually a good match. The Strowman-Reigns match, I would say you could give it a watch. But they built this off of this match called the House of Horrors. They had a match that was a House of Horrors between Wyatt versus Orton. Now, if you didn't watch SmackDown, Orton title was stolen by Jinder Mahal, which I don't think has been done in forever, where someone steals your title. Yeah, that's some 1990s shit, early 90s. So this House of Horrors was supposed to be like in this vacant house. It looked like Nightmare on Elm Street, basically. So obviously you could tell that this House of Horrors match was filmed a couple days ago. Yeah, they could actually do cuts. 
Yeah, so it was. It was the part of the match was the the fight was starting the house and ends will end in the ring. Only problem is there's a cab ride or a car ride in between the house and the ring. <laughs> it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in a while from WWE. I don't know what the hell they was going for. It was like a bootleg. Um, Kane had a horror movie. What the hell was the name of it? Hear No Evil. Yeah, Fear No Evil. This was a straight-to-DVD, uh, low-budget, B-class movie. Oh. It, it was bad. And then finally, they made their way back to the ring. But between that, it was a match that happened before they actually made their way back to the ring. So it was the second part to that other match. Yeah, so it was a part two match, basically. I was like, I don't know what the hell Vince was thinking on this one. He must be was sleeping and someone told him that this was a good idea. So it sounds like you're giving that a big thumbs down, and I'm staying away from it. Yeah, it was a horror show. I would just maybe check out uh, Jericho Owens, maybe Daily Alexa, and then the final match with Reigns. Okay, so in other words, you can go to WWE Network and kind of fast forward to to shit looks interesting. Basically, just look at the just basically no, just go to WWE.com and look at who won. That's all you care about. Okay, then you know what? That's what I'm going to do. But I will say, I ever since they did the Superstar mix-up, I felt like they took a lot of SmackDown's talent, but they just got Chris Jericho, which may help. Well, you know what? Chris gets to still work with Kevin, and they worked well together as adversaries. Unless yeah, Kevin now goes over to Raw again, No, no, right? Kevin, Kevin stays on SmackDown. So, okay, you got somebody to work with. Because you know what? I would have liked seeing Chris work with, with Miz for a while. Yeah, yeah, that would that probably work. I, I'd rather see Miz work with – I think they had it set up where Miz is working with – Um, shit, I forgot who he's working with on Raw. Dean. have no interest in that at all. See, I would rather see Miz work with Baylor than Miz – I mean – um. Dean Ambrose. Listen. Dean Ambrose to me is like watching paint dry. Yes. Dean Ambrose to me is the brokest mother man on the planet version of Roddy Piper. But if he had no money at all, he had two pennies. It's like he's he's a cheap, cheap, cheap version of Roddy Piper. Yeah, I'm not interested in I don't know why people love him, but I'm not interested in And Dean does insane lunatic, but to me, he does the same thing every match. Well, exactly. Uh, and you know what? I'm not so excited about the New Day going to SmackDown either. But, but I actually think that they, during this time of them not being on TV, will actually help them. I think that it'll be refreshing because they get to interact with other superstars as opposed to the superstar that's on Raw. Yeah, I'm really it, looking forward to Rusev, though. Oh yeah, yeah. I like I like his new thing. I seen a little bit of SmackDown the other day. Unless you give me a title match, I'm going back to Bulgaria. Yeah, I I think they need to make Rusev the monster he was when he first came in, as opposed to just the guy that everyone beats. Yeah, you know what? I think they kind of got that going. He's grown a big burly beard now out of nowhere. He's cut his hair. Uh, yeah. So it looks like he's gonna have. And you know what they need to do? Uh. Put his woman on the shelf away from him for a while. Well, I think they may be going that route because she's been actually wrestling lately. Okay. They're trying to develop her as a wrestler, so I, I want to see how that turns out. But yeah. I hope I've seen her entrance, and it is by far the worst entrance I've ever seen. So she's already going to need a character, a new character development. Oh, God, it's a horrible You know, entrance means a lot. Ask Jericho. Yeah. Jericho to me has I don't give a damn if it was the Y two J countdown or or bring the walls down. I think he has a fantastic entrance. Now you know yeah. this is gonna be it my last be, thing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I still maybe I gotta give it more time. I don't get Sin K. I don't get him. I don't like the creepiness. Oh, oh that's my guy. He's too but other than I don't he like can't the speak creepiness. English but but I love that guy. I don't I don't understand the fingers. I don't understand shit. <laughs> I don't understand the mouthpiece, the fingers, the Well, lately these guys teeth be getting knocked out, so uh No the, uh, mouthpiece, the mouthpiece I understand. I understand. 
But, you know, when he does the fingers across the face and sliding on the ground, he just he just comes off to me as a creep. Like, he would be the dude in Japan that the poor chick is standing on the train, and he would be behind her just rubbing on her ass. <laughs> and, and that's who he comes off to me as. I, I, I don't get him. Uh, I, I love the guy. I, 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 uh, I'm, I'm hoping he's my second coming of uh, having another favorite wrestler. So I guess I just got to give him his in in ring work. I got to look at that better. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Well, but it that, depends because now they have him working with Dolph Ziggler. So oh well, you know what? This is to bury Dolph and <laughs> to get to get Sinjay over over there because Dolph's doing a. You know what? They decided that they were going to give Dolph a chance to see if he could really talk it up because Sinjay can't talk like he can. Yep. So, well, tell these people. Where they can reach us at and join our page. As always, folks, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Netboy Doc. Please sign up and subscribe to that YouTube channel. We need to see those numbers go up. Um, hit the comment, hit the like, hit the share. But please subscribe to that YouTube channel at and, Netboy Doc. Fantastic. Well, this is Doc here on behalf of our world with Ned Boy and Doc. I'm going to tell you to have a good one. Peace.